Welcome, 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 folks, to Waves on the Shore with Evan and Jaren, the census greatest podcast of all time. Thanks for joining us today as we discuss all the latest in country music. We're not biased, we just don't like bad music. Bang! Welcome back to Waves on the Shore, episode 48! Bam, 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 bam! Is it 48? Did I get that? Can you verify that while I continue enjoying? Because if yeah, I got that... I think you're right, actually. But oh. I um, usually know, but we've been a little... Things have been stagnant, so it's not as... Fr- it is 48. It is 48. Oh, my gosh. Um, because Megan Maroney was the last full episode. And so I mean, was Parker McCollum and Bailey Zimmerman and Ed Sheeran. And all that's that just... That's the catch-up. intellect that you are witnessing with jaron and i right you're dealing with two of the most brilliant minds the modern world has seen um yeah we're back again we're, we're talking about more music because believe it or not they they keep dropping it the music mm-hmm. keeps coming out people keep, keep making doing, it they keep doing the thing they keep yeah. going in the studio and singing the songs and playing the guitars and so we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna keep talking about it oh. uh quite a bit of new music some some alternative as the country central comments that's actually, are seemingly like just that's b- making. I, I, don't hate, I don't hate. I don't hate. I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate I don't it. Hate it. <laughs> the alternative. That's. I've seen so many comments about that, and like the. I uh, wonder country if central. Noah has heard that yet. Surely, surely, because he he he's reposted some country central stuff. Well, and he so well he, he's a little bit in that world. Like I mean, he follows for, the community. For one thing, he. Just like three weeks ago or four weeks, it was it was fairly recent. Him and Wesley Schultz released an acoustic cover uh, of "If We Were Vampires, we were vampires. by Jason Isbell, and it's really good. Foreshadowing for this episode, both of yeah. those artists are. Anyways, do you know how like I know he played that song several times? I I think on that tour, he no, did. If I if I got to see. He didn't. He didn't play it in Detroit. But if I oh, got really? to see Noah Khan sing "If We Were Vampires," that would have totally blindsided me too. Because I, I didn't. That would have been I dope. I didn't know he's an Isbel fan or whatever. I, and like, oh, that would be crazy. I that might be my favorite Jason Isbel song. I it's just, my favorite. Is I think it's a runaway to be honest. It's, without without discrediting the rest of his discography. I think yeah, it's, a runaway. it's it's just good. It's just hot. It's like that. It's really hot. It's spicy hot. Yeah. You know what else is spicy hot? Me. I am. I'm really well, hot. Yes. Yes. Um, do you know what's a little <laughs> less spicy hot than you, but only because, like, you are not, you're so hot, it's not even fair to relate? Is it Noah Kahan's newest album? It is. It's or Noah his Kahan's deluxe album. Deluxe, deluxe, which I actually, so, okay, so let me say this. Uh, I hate Noah deluxe Kahan albums. On June 9th. <laughs> Drops stick season will all be here forever in brackets. It is the deluxe. It adds technically seven songs. Really, it's six, and then an extended version of the view between villages, which I think is pretty dope. Um, came out on June 9th, and I. So here's the thing, right? We do a lot of time trashing deluxes. It's a it's a common occurrence on this That's podcast. True. That's true. Because I normally, literally did it a minute ago. I said I hate deluxe albums. normally it sucks right normally it's like no one asked for this no one wanted this it came way too soon this is stupid however i absolutely love this 
And dare I say, I love that it's tacked on to stick season. Okay, so I'm just going to go for it. I, it. This is really, this is good. Like, this is really good. I enjoy, it's six tracks, right? Yeah, six new six ones. New, six new ones. It's just that I would still probably prefer if it was like an EP. Like, I just don't like adding things. Like, the album's been out for a while, and then you just add. I just don't like that entire concept. Like, I am just... Now, but as far as deluxe albums go, this is a success... A success... Sex, sex. Sex. <laughs> this is a successful <laughs> deluxe album, I would say. There's not a lot of those, for the most part. Yeah. Um, it's just... I, just the fact that it is a deluxe album... I don't Bugs like you. that. Yeah, I don't like that about it. But it, it's good. I enjoy it. But, like, to listen, I just wish that, like, I don't know, just, just release it as a an, another EP. People will listen to it if you just... But maybe he wants to bump up the album's streaming numbers. I don't know. I hate... That's probably what it is, like, yeah. just to keep Stick Season relevant as he's doing his Stick Season tour. Not that he's trying to sell tickets, because like, the, tour, the tour is sold out. I didn't realize that, like... Bro, it is. It is so. There ain't no tickets left. Um, but we definitely I, talked about deluxes last episode because of the Ed Sheeran thing. Yeah, how he drops one and, right away. Well, and that's the, that. That is what really confuses me because it's that's like why? Stupid. Why do you drop a deluxe right away? Why wouldn't you wait like eight months or a year or whatever? And Here's if you're the, if you're like. Some people drop them like two years later. It's like, well, what's the point? There's, yeah, there's a there's a sweet spot, right? Because some people drop it like three years later. Some people drop it like three days later. Ed Sheeran drops it when the original drops, which is like, well, how how does that work? Um, here's where I stand and why I actually like it. Because it's been out for like a good amount of time. Stick Season came out like eight or nine months ago now. It's been out for a minute. And I think the fact that this is the album that blew him up like sure he had a following but like you know he's gone from playing small theaters to massive amphitheaters he could do arenas if he wants on the back of this album like it is what brought him into the into the limelight so then to eight months later go back and sort of revisit it and add on some bonus like um some things of the same vein similar thing it's like hey you guys love this so much this era so much i loved it so much and i i like what he said he's like i wasn't done with it he's like i I wanted to keep writing in this season so he made some songs and the fact that i think these are ridiculously good like the deluxe the content is crazy good i don't i really don't hate it does it feel when I listen all the way through, is it a little weird going from the view between villages into more songs? Yes, but you still get to end again on a new the view between villages. So I, I, even though I normally hate deluxe albums like ninety nine percent of the time, I just think this one makes sense because it's not like, you know, this a lot one, of artists. This one feels better executed. I think. Yeah, and it, just... it feels more valuable. It makes sense because I feel like a lot of artists will drop an album that doesn't move their career anywhere it's not it's not saying it's bad but it's just like yeah like another album cool and then they get a deluxe of it and it's like well cool i'll take more songs i'm also definitely probably probably biased when it's a good deluxe because when it's a good deluxe i'm like yeah this was a great idea 
Uh, if it's a bad deluxe, <laughs> if I'm it's like, a, this is stupid, and you yeah, never deluxes are done stupid. This. Never do this again. Stop. Like if yeah. Kane Brown drops a deluxe, I'm or like Jimmy Allen drops a deluxe, I'm gonna be like, this was not necessary. P- probably because the music just sucks in the way that I would call most of the album unnecessary. But like, may- maybe I'm crazy biased in this situation but um we, we I don't, rag I don't on care. jimmy allen so much i'm the one on the it. mic what it's... are you gonna do about it fight me yeah we, we do distant but we, I'm, I'm sure he's a decent guy you know i'm sure he's like, a decent when he guy, has a, he just... when he has a shirt on you know he... yeah <laughs> i'm sure he's a decent guy i just you do know. you have a favorite a favorite of the six deluxe tracks yes um do you um it's really seven tracks almost, just because the view between whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I would probably say Paul Revere, maybe. I'll just for, like that's what I'm feeling. I've listened to this three or four times now. My like these two new favorites. the new tracks. I, I think yeah. Paul Revere would be mine. My two favorites, one and two in this order. Um, that I I I like considerably more than the others, but I don't mean that as an insult to the others. I mean it as like a hype up to these songs. Number one, you're gonna go far. Number two would be Paul Revere. I think. Oh, they're, okay. they're freaking Paul Revere is dope, bro. It's so moody well, I, and dark. I I just think it's Red cool that he's Paul Revere. <laughs> I just think it's cool that he took like like a Paul Paul Revere who's during the American Revolution is just a dude who rode a horse and told people that the British were coming. And he, he's like, oh, is that who Paul Revere is? I had no clue who he was. I was like, sounds like a cool <laughs> yes. guy. <laughs> well, he's just a guy from like U.S. history that you like. Re- like, I always associate Paul Revere with history class in ele- in like <laughs> middle school and high school. So it's like That'd cool like that there's a cool Columbus song. For us. <laughs> it's cool like that there's Alexander like a cool McKenzie. song with Paul Revere. Yeah, we should just start. We hey, me and you, we're gonna drop an album with just a bunch of like old politicians' names, or like like we got one Ben Franklin. Like the the album's titled Ben Franklin, and it's just like a a Ben Franklin <laughs> do, like dot like bill like money, and then or no, it'd be us. It'd be us with shades on, on and we'd be bill. on the bill, and we'd be on the bill, and and then the title would be Ben Franklin. We we gotta make I'm this gonna, happen. I'm I'm gonna make this album cover. And we'll, we'll we'll look into making this album. No, actually, I will at least make the album cover. Do actually make it, and I'll what we could post it. This will be. Funny. And then if people like it, we will make the songs. What's an, what's another? What's I'd be another down to do it. History person. Um, Kanye. I, you know, as crazy as <laughs> that's the first thing that came into my head. We'll just um, we'll just we'll just pick some. We'll just pick a me? couple. Why can't we'll I think we'll of this guy's Richard name? Richard Nixon, Ooh. Justin Trudeau. And we'll just Bell. Who's the guy? Or no, that's telephone. Don't nobody care about Alexander Graham Bell. Tough. Who made the light? <laughs> Alexander the Graham light? Bell. Jefferson. Just... Tesla. Thomas maybe? Jefferson. Oh, I know you're right. Light. It is Thomas Jefferson. Man, Americans did everything. You know, wild. But they didn't make maple syrup, <laughs> and they didn't make Shania. I do. I do like. And they maple didn't make syrup. Drake. I'm kind of. I'm kind of. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't really care about Shania Twain. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> uh, I can take it or leave it with Shania. I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna front dis- you. That's, that's disgraceful. <laughs> you know what's hilarious? I can't remember if I said this in the last episode because I think it was around the time of recorded. So stop me if I said this. But we were at a youth conference and um, some of my buddies. I didn't know they were doing it. Or I would have joined in. They like 
there was like karaoke going on during the afternoon, like in between like sessions. Okay. And I am a firm hater of karaoke at public events. Yeah. I think it's stupid. I think it's like I swear every like youth big youth event feels the need to have like karaoke after the night officially ends and it's like no i don't think you can go without it i've maybe this is a canadian thing or the i don't i feel like at, like maybe it is i, I, I feel, feel like, like at our church events like with like the big like uh like conferences and stuff like that i feel like i've never experienced that the our sure. i think our equi- something that sounds similar is like before the session is starting, there's like a song that's going on, and people will do like the conga line or around the room, or they'll like they'll like well, dance in groups. But I don't know. It's I've never like, experienced karaoke. Not, do you ever have like a Christmas like banquet or anything, and there's like karaoke going on? Yo, Canadians, you're be lucky. Wild, bro. You're lucky. It sucks, man. <laughs> it sucks because you know what you hear. This you're gonna get a group of girls that goes up and tries. No, not tries. Just intentionally badly sings "Let It Go." Thinking it's really funny. To they're having. To they're so quirky voices. and they're and that's really funny and. And they think it. Oh, it's so funny because we're missing the notes. No, you're just making me want to jump in front of a transport truck. <laughs> and then you got people singing "Baby, Baby, Baby." All the while you're trying to Evan's, have a nice conversation. Evan, Evan tag and... all the girls in your youth group that have done this. Tag them all, right? <laughs> Dude, too many, too many. I lose so much respect for people on a year annual basis, Dude, man. This... But <laughs> this is it's amazing. it's awful. I hate karaoke. And do like any do any of your friends listen to the podcast like at all? No, that's but if they did, I would I would I would make them know like well no because it's not like I've held this in. I say at the event I'm like this is stupid, <laughs> this is stupid. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> oh sure. Going to Bi- right. I would probably do the same thing. Going to Bible college. If all goes well, I'll be a youth pastor. I I ain't hosting no karaoke. The moment if a youth student comes up to me is like can we have karaoke no 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 stop jesus does Get not here. approve of karaoke okay god does not like your let it go rendition Sheesh. he doesn't um but it, it sucks anyways right uh there was also one girl who did like seven songs she was like what i was like why do you keep coming back up yes you're, queen. Like, you're liking this too yes much. queen that's exactly exactly <laughs> what it must have been right <laughs> She did like Smooth Criminal by, by Michael Jackson. Didn't even do the lean. What was the point? Um, <laughs> anywho. Uh, really oh, that, this this low-key reminds was... me of a... Uh, sorry. This reminds me of our <laughs> talent show that we had at LCU. Where like a couple of them... Like a lot of them were actually pretty good. But then there'd be a couple where it's kind of like... Okay. Like that you're trying to make it... Like this is just like... This was not nothing was rehearsed. All you're doing is singing a song and you're doing it poorly, and this is just awkward for everyone, for everyone. except for you. And it's just like, yeah, it's kind of what it reminds me of. That's, there was one that's very much what it's like. One particular, well, there were a lot of really good performances and skits and stuff. There was one where, um, there was this couple, and they did that's a bad start. No, no, it's re- it was really good. Like this oh. is like a couple that like they're not a cringy couple. They're like a couple that like. If you don't like them, it's because people don't like you. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody like they're they're a power couple. I guess it's yeah, yeah. yeah we and, like those. We like those. <laughs> yes, and they did um, Breaking Free from High School Musical, but like how it started was like 
the guy wasn't even in the room. So, like, she started the song, and, like, nobody knew that, like, nobody, like, and he just, like, busted out, and they were, like, lip-syncing, and they were, like, it was, like, it was actually, like, really good. And I, that's they, like, good, that's good. Yeah, it was a big duet thing, and it was, like, okay, this is, see, that was thought out. It's charismatic. It was a fun time. Claps and laughs all around. It's not cla- just, it's not just, hey, girls, let's go sing Frozen, let it go. No, don't. No. Um, however, some of the- Shout out to Jackson, f- by the way. <laughs> uh, four of the boys in our group, four of my buddies, they registered for the karaoke, which I, you know, had I not seen what they were going to do, I would have disowned them as friends. I would have been like, no. However, they did Man, I Feel Like a Woman. And it was so funny. It was the only karaoke performance that people actually got behind and people started like, turning from what they were doing to watch this and not because it was good but they also weren't trying to be bad thinking it was funny they were just legitimately up there singing man i feel like a woman for for gym bros like you know these guys are bigger they're very much into the whole gym thing they're, they wear shirts that are too small and stuff uh-huh. and they're up there and my buddy joey he's even singing like the guitar part he's up there he's like and then it's like the man i feel like a woman it was so funny every time the man i feel like a woman came sorry listeners you just have to like imagine these beautiful feminine movements um he would just be like man i feel like a woman (laughs) (laughs) evan are you wearing a dress no i'm wearing my uh 60 dollar zach bryan shirt that i should have got a medium in um, it's too big. It's okay. You look cute in it. Jaren says I look like a girl he could date. I That's agree. not. Well, I did say that, but that was a joke. <laughs> I, did <say> <laughs> I did say. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> anywho, uh, very roundabout way of saying that. Don't dish Shania. That's that, that's just that's just look, L sh- behavior. Look, look, Shania's not even. Never mind. I'm not. Were you were you about to dish? I was what? okay. I, you know what? I'll say it. I was about to say. Shania's not even hot anymore. See, I need... Oh, anymore. Okay, <laughs> fine. I'm, I'm just... I'm just being Dude, I can remember... Big word. My mom had, like, the, the woman in me deluxe or whatever. Like, the... Or maybe it was just... I don't know. I she can't, had the woman in me, the 1995 album. I can't really name album. a song besides Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Whose bed have your boots been under? Any man of mine. Any man of... Like... I'm not a Shania boy. I I grew I grew up on Josh Turner. You know what I'm saying? I grew up on culture. I grew up on <laughs> you, I, I grew up on culture. <laughs> I actually grew up on Reliant K, Switchfoot and James Taylor. That's what I grew up on. I grew um, up on Billy Joel, Elton John and Zach Brown. That's what I grew up on. Wow. And Brooks and Dunn. I throw Brooks and Dunn in there. My but. I kind of just found my own way to country music my family was never like we love country music like nobody in my family was like my family spent a lot of time out in alberta which in calgary specifically which is like the nashville of canada so like you know it took they 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 acclimated to their surroundings now my dad's like a beach dad but before he was very much like Yep, he's gonna bust the cowboy hat out. Yep, he he's was, gonna he, wear cowboy boots around. <laughs> he was honking and tonking. He was honking and tonking. He, he was honking the tonk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
sorry. I, I've I've met your dad That's once, outrageous. and so I was kind of in. <laughs> I was imagining him, and like, I don't know. It's kind of funny. I don't. I've. I don't know your dad that well, but he pulled it off back in the day. Uh, but yeah, but I'm sure. I'm not saying he couldn't back. I can't talk. I'm not saying he couldn't pull it off. He just doesn't seem like a like a honkin' tonk fella. You know what I'm saying? It's funny because like that's like he literally grew up with like farms and sure. moved out west and everything. It's just now like 20 years removed from that, he's just fully taken on the beach dad. Yeah, different just times. like different the shades Burks, of life. The beach hat. He wears Birkenstocks. Oh yeah, it's like all he wears. I'm not a. I'm gonna. I'm not a Birkenstock guy. I'm not. Okay, I see people. Em- I see people embarrassing with- yourself, and we haven't even. We've hardly even talked about any music. Uh, okay, no, no, no. A, I'm gonna fool yourself for no, the no, last no, 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 twenty no, no, no. minutes. Let me explain. <laughs> let me explain. Okay, and then we'll actually talk about music. Um, <laughs> I I think a big reason why I've never been huge on Birkenstocks was first off, the first people that I ever saw wear Birkenstocks were girls that I wanted to throat punch. Second off. <laughs> The next people that I saw wear Birkenstocks were people that I didn't agree with uh, in terms of lifestyle choice. Uh, <laughs> you could say that they liked men. <laughs> uh. <laughs> men that liked men. So, I associate Birkenstocks with just things that I'm not keen on. <laughs> like liking men. <laughs> so... That's odd, cause but, I have. But do, does everyone wear Birkenstocks? Where you I think, on? I think, I think nowadays. Is it well, a big thing? It's a pretty big thing. It started out like I think, like it's gotten to be a much bigger thing over the past like five years. But like five years like ago, everyone just wears Birks, man. But like five years ago, not everybody was. But well, like I know Birks. I know like... people that I that are like really awesome people. Like there was a guy that he was intern at our church. He wore Birkenstocks. Really chill guy. It's so just, Burks don't mean Jaren's gonna hate you. I just it's just don't, not a good first impression. <laughs> yeah, I you gotta make a good impression, you know. But Evan, like you and your dad, you guys made a good impression, you know. Your your dad's probably not gay, right? <laughs> I'd hope not <laughs> at this point in time. <laughs> It'd just be a little awkward, you know. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a strange one. <laughs> um, we're we're back. back again. Welcome to episode forty nine. No, um, <laughs> Evan's internet. <sighs> uh pooped itself um um, and that's one of the many problems that evan tends to have with his technology literally every single time we try to record usually it's his it's sparse up in the north sometimes it's the mic sometimes it's the camera it seems like um now it's just the whole internet yeah Yeah. um yeah but we're back we're back um (laughs) And we're going to use this to move on from Noah Khan because we evidently cannot stay on track to save our lives. That's good. Listen to it. We're switching switching topics. Justin Moore dropped his brand new album, Stray Dogs, recently. Uh, We have both given it a listen. Singular. Um, One Stray Dog. I've I've given one Stray Dog as well. However. I, I give this album one Stray Dog. One Stray Dog at one at one Stray Dog. Out of how many Stray Dogs? How many Stray Dogs could there be? Oh, uh, like, uh, I would, I would personally give this like 64 stray dogs out of 103. Okay. 
nice a nice a nice round number 103 yeah. <laughs> um i didn't i here, here's the thing with justin moore right so i all of his music to me is very very copy paste like in the same way people called like drake ai music i think you could make an ai justin moore and it would make pretty similar music however i like the justin moore thing i like the justin moore's i like what he does so even though i just continually get like i just every time it's just more of the same good thing i'm like sure oh, yeah. it's still i, I still will say like yes this thing i would agree that this album is not bad um and honestly i might need to listen to it a little bit more because i think that there's probably a couple of songs that i would like a lot but the the reason i'm a little bit lower on this album than his last two his last two had kind of made me Justin Moore. I don't want maybe I shouldn't say fan, but I was like I really liked We Didn't Have Much a lot mm-hmm. off of his last album. Um and so and She Ain't Mine No More was also really good off of his last That's album. That's a banger, man. That's um a and I have so far not felt that way about any of these songs. And same with Late Nights and Long Necks. I think Late Nights and Long Necks is actually a very underrated country album. Agreed. Like, so There's this some one deep cuts on there. So in the context of those, the two albums that came before this one, this one's just a little underwhelming for me. I That's enjoyed fair. it. It's definitely the like, it's it. Relatively, it's definitely the disappointing sibling. It um, does have a better album cover than the last yes. one. Though. It has that. Yes, going it for does. It. Just I will um, say though. Justin but I still Moore, just like what's being offered. Well, Justin for, Moore has well, had I decent. I preface that for the most part. Because yeah. there's a few songs on here. I'm like, ah! And the problem is when your album's only eight songs and you have a few songs that are, ah! It makes the whole... You know, that, that adds quite a bit of, ah! To the album. So, um... <laughs> do you... <laughs> don't mind my rating system. Of, I'll say ah. two two stray dogs out of four stray dogs. I'm going to revise okay. my rating. That, that's more where i It's about, about like a 50%. You know, because I do think he bats like fifty percent on this album. Like if this was think... letterboxed, like this is the best album ever. <laughs> you know, right, like with our with our rating system, this is the greatest thing ever exist. Yeah, um, this is the best album ever. I personally, I think the album's strongest stretch is two, three, four. I think that wasn't Jack with a woman you love and better slow are all three like really good songs. <clears throat> I really like a lot of them. Uh, with a woman you love just sounds great. But I like the uh, the wording on that wasn't Jack. Even if it's nothing crazy new, mm-hmm. it's like he says all these stupid things. Like when he's drunk, he says this and that and all these things that you have to sort of like write off and remember he was drunk, so he didn't mean that. But at the end, he's like, but when I was saying that, like, I love you and I want to get back with you and all these things, as hard as it may be to believe, believe me, that was me. That was all me. That wasn't Jack. And uh-huh. I was like, you know what? I kind of like that twist. That that was clever to me. Yeah. So yeah. I think that two, three, four stretch is as good as it gets, and like on this album. Uh, but also, I just think those are three really good songs, uh, and the album on a whole is, uh, yeah, like it, it's okay. Like it's okay. It's good. I think. Um, I think the Riley Green collab is like I do not know where I have, to sit on that. I have fun with it. Like yeah. I don't that. Yeah. It's a I, fun one. Even I think if it's, it's kind of stupid. I think it's better than a. There's a. I would it's say the, for most of this album, I, the album is having it's a mid-off. better than the other collab on this album. 
<laughs> like, I, you don't like the Priscilla Block one? No, I'm not a fan. I well, I'm not gonna act like I have a strong opinion on it, but I do agree that with a woman, I'm not gonna act good. like I care. <laughs> yeah, because it's I don't actually <laughs> care about Priscilla Block, but I remember enjoying the Priscilla Block duet. Like, I thought it was just overdone, like a lot of Priscilla. It is a little. Oh, I think its production's a little. It feels like something. It feels like a Dustin Lynch song, actually. Yeah. What's that yeah. one song that he had recently that was kind of big? You know what I'm talking about? Party mode. You? No, I like party mode. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's why I was confused because I was like, no, I like that song. No, he no he has. What's his other hit? He has one that's a duet, and I think you've seen it live. What's? Oh, oh, um, with uh, Porter, right? Oh, Mackenzie Porter. That's her name. Mackenzie Porter. Thinking I, about you. Yeah. Why do I know her name? I know her name because of Dustin Lynch. Also, Thinking About You is currently his most popular song right now on Spotify. It doesn't have his most streams, but it has... It's like the most streamed... Currently, yeah. Currently, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, that song's okay. Anyway. Um, actually, now that I'm on that, I just want to really quickly, again, acknowledge that Dustin Lynch's last album was actually... I was thinking of doing the same thing. Not I was looking trash. at it now, and I was like, little shout out if you've never heard his album from last year. It was uh, pretty good. Well, it's... I love Pasadena. I love Tennessee Trouble. Oh, Pasadena's so good, man. I like something that makes you smile. I like Party And even Party, Party Mode. Mode. Bro, made, bro made the stupidest pop Par- country banger, but there, it just goes nuts. There, there's, some, there's something about <laughs> Party Mode. It just works. Every, every time I hear it, there's something inside of me. I just, I start, I do the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3. I do the hip. You can't see it because I don't have a lot of space. You, the hip thrusts and the, the handshakes. You know, just a little, little get throw a little, throw some claps in there. You know what I'm saying? You know? Just get all the white out of you. Have you seen that scene from Spider-Man 3? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I, I He's all emo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, Justin Moore out. <laughs> Kind of, kind of, kind of all right. A little, little hit and miss, but I was you still love him. I was hoping for. Usually, there's. I just, I don't know. I don't think I might. There might I just be, think on a on an I album with eight songs, you can't afford to miss, and he does on a few occasions. So it's like. Yeah, but I don't think it, any it, of them are egregious either. You know? No, no, none of them are egregious. But uh, you just know a little disappointing. Also, I think. No, it's also not egregious. Uh, Weather Vanes by Jason Isbell in the 400 unit. That is exactly what I was going to say. Weather Vanes. Wow, that's wild. That's crazy. crazy. Are, that's wait, insane. Are you prepared to talk about this album? I, I think so. Oh my gosh. Take away the reins. What a coincidence. Uh, this is a good album. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to be honest here. I'm going to be fully transparent. The last album that, that they released like three years ago, uh, I think I started to listen to it and I was kind of like, this is kind of boring. <laughs> and then I and I proceeded to not finish listening to their last album. <laughs> I don't know. Which one was that? Georgia Blue or Reunions? Reunions. Isn't wasn't Reunions their last one? They had Georgia Blue. Wait, what? 2021. But that's oh. like a weird like that that's like a big collab thing. So I uh, I think technically like like it shows up on their Apple thing, but I think te- like I wasn't group, okay. Now that I you mention it, I remember this. I didn't even listen to Georgia Blue. That didn't happen. I tried listening to the reunions, 
and maybe I should revisit it, but the only song that I know from Reunions is Dreamsicle. I know nothing else. So, <laughs> that being said, this newest crazy album... Crazy good album cover. Crazy good album No, they, ha- they always... They I always think, do. They've never had a bad one, I don't think. Like, I like all Nashville of them. Nashville Sound and Weather Vanes are two incredible covers. I... I actually really like their 2009 one. I don't, politely. Really? I like the... It's like a tree in the colors. I like it. It gives me 2000s vibes. It yeah, reminds fair, but that doesn't mean it's good vibes. I, I would argue that it is, and you can suck my big fat right toe. Did you know I don't really have toenails anymore? Wow. What a what a soccer what? soccer has ruined my toes. They have been stamped on so many times. That's that kind of gross. Just like, I know they're just like you know uh, what man. Uh, feet are gross, bro. Stop. Kind of gonna grow back, but not really. So now I just kind of have like nubs. I don't have to trim Whoever my big toenails. Whoever is though. the uh, God bless the woman that ends up marrying you because and like yeah, because she gave her me. Hide, hide. Obviously, the, she's blessed. Hide the feet from her, or she will divorce you. The socks will stay on. <laughs> Always. No, no. She's like, right? Shocking. Like it's, it's not ugly at all. Right? Oh, really? It's actually not. Like it's just, like the nail is like there, but it's, it stopped growing. If anything, like you don't have I'd to trim argue, your nails. No. If anything, I'd argue like like that. You literally just killed your more, toenails. They're dead. Yeah. Yeah, I'd argue it's more visually appealing because it ain't like <laughs> growing out with all the white on the end. Me, me and me like and the, the boys arguing the visual appeal of our toenails. Actually, well, saying, on, on the think, contrary, I would. <laughs> I think mine are better because they don't collect like grime under it or anything because they're just like fair there. enough. My so I'm not gonna show my feet. That's gross, and we'll move on from this Should shortly. I do a toenail this is a, this is an interesting foot segment, but like my <laughs> toenails. Are like actually proportionally kind of small, like for my toe, huh. on, on my toe, like they're kind of like small and sunken in a little bit. It's hard to describe. I'm not showing my feet on camera. That's not happening. Um, but Jason has both weather veins. <laughs> yeah, my right one's actually coming back, but I think the left is still just a nub. Uh, <laughs> weather veins is good. I. I need to listen to it more and more, but I think the opener I agree. is. I really like the opener. I like how it's kind of in your face. I love Strawberry Woman. Thank you. I was gonna um, say that was my favorite one. That was I. It's I've up only there. given this one proper listen, and then I've kind of like bounced around while I'm like driving or whatever. But the one that has stuck with me so far is the third song, Strawberry Woman. I I love that song. Uh, I Cast Iron Skillet's also good. I did hear. Yeah, I that's think, true. Actually, I think Cast Iron Skillet was released as a single. Um, mm-hmm. so I heard, I did, I did listen to that. Um, cause I think it autoplayed. I didn't like go out of my way to hear it. It autoplayed. And I was like, oh, this is good. You want to know, I've heard some really good music autoplay from this album. Um, actually, because Coulter Wall's newest single has been autoplaying. Like every time I finish this album, the first song I that am... autoplays, Coulter we... Wall's what? Can we real quick, like finish that thought? Well, the first song that plays is Coulter Wall's newest song. I can't think of the name right now, so I'm looking it up as a Corralling the Blues. That's it. Um, I've been really enjoying it sonically. Um, and then the other song is a new song by Larry Fleet, 
which is like really good. Um, it's called um, Layaway, and I really like it, like a lot. Okay. Um, so I would just recommend that. Um, I would I, recommend the new culture too, bro. I am actually, I am so hyped for this album. Like it's crazy to think, but like Coulter's album dropped like, um, it was like the second video on my channel is a review of his last album. Like it's kind of been a hot minute since he's oh, dropped new stuff. You have a good point. And I'm, I'm really like, I mean, it's been like three years since an album and I am really liking the two uh, pre-releases so far, Evangelina and Corralling the Blues. I haven't heard I'm just, the other one. I'm just so ready for that album, man. Just bring it on. When is it like July, I think? Yeah, July 14th. I'm how so, how is Evangelina? Like how? I, I love it. So so I just just based off of the title, it just reminds me of Evangeline, which is like one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard off of Randy Hauser's Magnolia. Is it the same kind of vibe? Just wondering. Probably not. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's like a classic like Coulter Wall, kind of swingy little love song. He's like, Oh Evangelina, how okay. I love you so. I do love Fraulein. That's one of my favorite Coulter Wall songs. I think I don't know if that's oh, cool. a, is Fraulein a deep cut? No, it's not. It's not. It's the third most popular song that he has. It's not a deep cut. I lied. Um. Ah, Jaren thought he was cool. I thought Jaren I was thought cool. He was, thought he was underground. Um, motorcycle's cool. <laughs> I don't. That one's not. A, cool. That's not a deep cut either. <laughs> uh, no, I'm excited for a Coulter Wall album. Yeah, I would agree. I I remember when I first actually went into his stuff was actually probably was 2020, or it was actually it was going into 2020. I think because I remember listening. I found to him it. in like 2019. I forget why. But I found him in. I remember finding him around 2019. I think I think I did too. I think it was similar. Um, and I I will say, I remember hearing his, it's his uh, his third album, Songs of the Plains. Not that it's bad. Kind of nothing to write home about. Honestly, I don't know if that's a I hot agree. take, but yeah. No, I kind of agree. Of all of his albums, it might be the last one I take. Yeah. It. It would be the last one I take. Um, I think the first one that I take is honestly, look, Caroline. That's the other one I'm thinking of. I freaking love Caroline. <sighs> Makes me want to cry like a little baby. I love how beautiful. All right, it what is. what culture? What culture album are you taking? I honestly would probably do Imaginary Appalachia. Yeah, no, that's that's what I'm doing too, man. It's either that you... or or it's the. Uh, it might be his self-titled, because I do enjoy that one. No, I have to take Imagine It, but it is just like seven incredible songs. Like, No Fat, Nothing, which is actually the name of one of the songs on there. But like, I'm sorry, when you start with Sleeping on the Blacktop and then end with The Devil Wears a Suit and Tell, oh, that's yeah, crispy. I, that's crispy. Sleeping on the Blacktop, Johnny Boy's Bones, Caroline, and The Devil Wears a Suit and Tie are like so good. Ridiculously But they're all good, you know. Sleeping on the Blacktop's Hear me. That's a that's a great hype up song. And I, I never well, thought about it. I never thought I have, about using it as a hype song until I think was it the Oilers? I think it might have been. I mean, if, if it was a good choice, it was probably by my Edmonton Oilers. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they used "Sleeping on the Blacktop" in like a like a hype up video or something or like a like a little uh, 
highlight reel before one of the games and right. i was like dang this uh this song really freaking like the stomp and the clap while mcdavid's just dancing around people yeah, yeah. that actually that would that would get you going um my my experience with his first album and specifically sleeping on the blacktop in particular that's the big one is i have had people that say that they don't really like country music very much they'll be like have you heard of this culture wall guy this song sleeping yeah. on the blacktop's really good you should listen to it i think you'd like it and i'll be like bro i i heard it no you think i, I ain't it. on that already <laughs> who do you think i am yeah i've had i've had I'm a few buddies a i've had a few buddies do that and i'm like it's Colter Wall's good. I he's, he makes a good music. What I, I'm not gonna disagree with what you. What do I mean to say, man? I, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> he makes a good the music. <laughs> he uh, makes the good the thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, man, we are really good at getting off topic because we were talking about the James. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't it's said so anything long. about it basically. Look, uh, here's my thing. Right, it is. It, it's good. There's a. There's a level to a Jason Isbell. I almost said Jason Aldean. That is absolutely oh. not the same thing. Oh. There is a level <laughs> to Jason Isbell albums. There's just a standard that he consistently meets. And with the 400 unit, their rock, their country rock sound is just very solid. And when Jason Isbell's writing all your songs, they're just going to be really good. So, like, when I listen through and I finish, I'm like, yeah, that is just another really solid album yeah um there's a lot of songs i like i liked this ain't it which also seems to be one of the popular ones uh the one that stuck with me is strawberry woman i also really like the one right before that king of oklahoma that's just a i like the way that song builds i like king of oklahoma um, a lot too i like that one is there anything that like makes like is there anything as good as if we were vampires no yeah. But also, is there anything like... Nothing butters not my good? biscuit no. to that degree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the biscuit is still kind... Like, it's, the biscuit it's, is still it's buttery. Fairly, it's, it's fairly mighty tasty, I think. Just it from is. It my, is. On my first listen, I actually listened to this while I was running, and my first impression was like, this is just a really good sounding album. But like, mm-hmm. yeah. they usually are with with Jason. That's the thing. One of my... One of my things is, I think, I think across their albums, sometimes songs can start to run together. I do think sometimes they can start sounding kind of similar, um, which I think is maybe, if I had to criticize it, I think at some points, I definitely feel like if you made a transition between some of the songs, I wouldn't even notice the song changed. Um, <laughs> however, that doesn't mean the music's bad. It just means it doesn't really switch up that much. But Evan, it's still really good. I was wondering, I don't know if we've ever really talked about it before. What is your... Like, we have both already stated that our fa- favorite Jason Isbell song is If We Were Vampires. I freaking love that song. What are your feelings on Cover Me Up? Because I'm sure there will be some people that'll be like, Cover Me Up's the best one. It's, what do I, look, it's what? definitely up there for me. Um, like... I do think that's a great song. I do too. I also think, again, all y'all is Bill Sands uh, come I know at me. Like, I know I'm what a, he's going to say. I got mean, I got iron fists here. Yeah. I think Morgan does it better. He's got iron I fists and nasty do. toes. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> I just, like, that is an inc- that song in itself is incredible. Yeah. 
And so, like, with Cover Me Up, it's like, I just... Anyone can sing that, and it's going to be really freaking good. Wow. And the, the Jason Rod, Rodney cool. Atkins can't. <laughs> okay, fair. Look. Like, There's a couple people that song, can't, actually. The, the melody, the lyrics, the guitar part, that song... It, it it's the core of that song is so good it doesn't necessarily matter who's <clears throat> singing it however morgan sang it and when i want cover me up i'm gonna go to the morgan version and i however, would agree i, I think would. if we were vampires is his best song if oh, you yeah. ha- if you made me choose morgan's version of cover me up if we we're vampires i won't even flinch i'm taking if we we're vampires i yeah I would say, which is also his biggest song on Apple. I didn't realize. <laughs> I actually think that Morgan's version of "Cover Me Up" is one of my most listened to songs. Because when I first, when I first discovered "Cover Me Up," it was, I think I had heard Isbell's first version first, but I wasn't super biased towards Isbell. Morgan's I didn't like is what blew it up. But well, I heard his live version on the Taste of Country video that like that came out like a year and a half before the actual. Where that girl talking about out. his forearm hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've talked about this before. <laughs> And I heard that, and I was like, "This, this is good." And then, <laughs> and then when he when he released the produced version, I was like, "This is, this is just like there's not, there's not a ton that, as an artist, Morgan does genuinely better than Isbel because I think Isbel as a songwriter is just really good. Um, there's few like him. They have differences, and they're drastic. Um, <laughs> but. Morgan just does that song better. I don't like that's I don't think that's a hot take. There are people that will tell that will say that we're not real country fans and they'll call us mean words and I think it well here, I think I think it more matters on what one you found first. Like if you if you've been listening to the original cover me up for what, like it was twenty thirteen or something. So for like the nine years or certain so, that is not math. For the six <laughs> years um before the <laughs> morgan version came out like if you've been listening to that and you are a bit you've been a big fan of isbel right and so that song like that version is gonna hold a special place in your heart however if you go into it on not knowing either i think 99 percent of people are gonna take morgan's version yeah and i don't mean that as a dig to isbel he just got one upped but at the end even he said like while cover me up was blowing up he's like no this is good like the song itself has never been more popular and relevant with more people hearing it and its message like this is a good thing um but yeah and then morgan Um, wallen said the (laughs) n-word oh he's a racist guys he hates them all yep kick him out i saw i saw i have to acknowledge this lil dirk was like who wants me and morgan to drop a whole album together and i'm not even gonna lie i was like i want i kind of want to see it happen like i don't i don't think it'll be great i don't think it'll be good (laughs) i don't think it'll be good but my gosh if we live in a world where we get a whole collab album yes between lil yes and morgan wallen i kind of want to see it happen That's, that's what i'm saying man i think that would be awesome and I'm not look. I don't know how you feel. I kind. It's kind of a part. It's kind of a party mode situation with me. But I. I'll admit it. Every now and then, 
I'm feeling I'm feeling some type of way, and I say I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on I'm gonna put on Broadway Girls. I'm gonna put on Broadway. <laughs> and I don't remember Here's... the name of the song that was on the old Dirk album that came out a few weeks ago. But I oh, kind I of I kind of enjoy it. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. Here's I... my one request, okay? <laughs> if this comes to be right, I feel like the collaboration is <clears throat> you're gonna get like a Lil Dirk song with a Morgan Wallen hook. You're gonna get like, every time. Song. Maybe it has every time and stuff. And I every want time. it. I want. I want that this here in my veins. If this, if this, <laughs> if this collab album comes to be, there needs to be at least one song that is so Morgan's lane of country. Like I'm talking in everything I love. And and and, and where, Lil where, and Lil Durk is singing the chorus. Just start no, or he just starts spitting over it, man. Like you got like wish I would have known it by now. You and you got the bass flopping and stuff, and then Lil Durk just takes off. Yeah, <laughs> just, that's what I look. If they I kind of want this to happen, album, that just Morgan always steps into Lil Durk's world. We need it to go the other way. Yeah, yeah. Let's, that, and yeah. like, look, no more of like. Wait, what? What about? Because Morgan's always like dapping up Lil Durk in the videos and stuff. Now we need to get Lil Durk in the videos doing the Morgan like. uh whatever you would call them, mannerisms and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and that was pretty good. I'm not even going to lie. I did that pretty well. Um, for you listeners, I just did a Morgan Wallen thing. I don't really know how to describe what I did. And then they, and then when they finish the song, they, they stand like this. Like... <laughs> they do the Morgan stance. He's got his stance, the Morgan Wallen stance. Oh, that's get great. The, get the teeth was... out. And you're just like... what? Okay, real quick. We'll get back to his bill and we'll wrap that up. But like, yeah, what we'll if be wrapping up well. what if what if it was five tracks of like Lil Durk's side his realm and then like it's it's kind of like a, so like Kaleo A and B right so A is the more rocky yep. side B is the softer side so A is like the is Lil Durk's wheelhouse and then B would be Morgan's wheelhouse and I think that I actually think <laughs> it needs look, to happen I'm not saying that it's going to be perfect or amazing I it just might, it might I want be a, it to it exist. might be a joke but I just need it it I want might it to be a joke, but I just need it. I want it to exist. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd love ooh. the album cover on that too. Man. Real quick, middle of the morning. Okay, I'm gonna say this about the. Oh, we'll get back enough, on Jason yeah. as well. Um, I think that the first four songs are quite on the top off the top of my head. It's my favorite run of the album. I like how middle of the morning sounds. Strawberry Woman is probably my favorite song. King of Oklahoma is cool, um, and Death Wish is dope. Um, uh, Save the World is cool in the sense that it has a lot of layers to it, I think, and it's a very Jason Isbell song in the sense that it maybe touches on some political things a little bit and some people won't like it. And Jason likes weeding that in. I am a person that... I will enjoy a song even if, like, I'm not saying anything about anything. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying that stuff doesn't bother me. Uh, it will bother some people. If that is you, then maybe, maybe you know like, and maybe you know this. Maybe you skip that song. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like that it's here. I don't know. It's, it's Jason Isbell. That's just how he is. He's vocal about yeah. things. Um, and then Cast Iron Skillet is the other big st- standout. Uh, probably my. We second feel favorite. very similarly. No, I, <laughs> I need to like. Like I said, maybe you I just should. Have the best taste. Yes, 
Um, maybe I should Very start nice like ha- like at the second half of the album, because I feel like I feel I, like maybe I no, haven't I given this. I was gonna bring this up. I think I am biased towards the front half of the album because, like I was saying, the songs to me sort of run together. So by the time I get to the back half of the album, I'm sure. already kind of like, all right, you checked yeah, out a little bit. Heard it. Checked out a little bit. So maybe I, don't I need think to I start disagree. halfway through. But from what I have heard with my listening habits, it is Strawberry Woman, it is King of Oklahoma, and it is Cast Iron Skillet. Mm-hmm. So I think middle of, hmm, I think middle of the morning is my number three, and then Oklahoma would be an honorary mention. Uh, ooh, excuse me, I was cooking that one well, up. Jaron, I got a question, man. I. I just don't think I'm in a good place right now to be asked questions, man. I'm just going through a lot. and It's fantastic because I don't care. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask it anyways. <laughs> what, sir, are you listening to? <laughs> I, I am listening to a fire soundtrack of a film that I saw in theaters twice. And some of the cultured listeners of the pod will probably already know what I'm talking about. And this is a little, yes. This is a little out of my wheelhouse it's in terms of the only big movie I know. It is Spider Verse. That's the Bro, Metro album, right? I've look, heard a lot of people talking yeah, about that. It is. I don't even know who Metro is. I just what? don't. I don't. You look, don't. Like I know you're not in rap, but like you don't know who Metro Boone is. Never heard of him in my entire life. That's nutty. Before I never heard of him. I think he's maybe on the first album from the first movie, um, but I don't remember. It's like I don't care. Dude, um, I don't, is, I don't I know what. Like, okay, but like, just let me, let me, talk, rap, let me do this. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, but you got like his "Not All Heroes Wear Capes" is really good. Okay, send his it to heroes me. and villains. If you tell, if you just tell it to me, I'm not like going to listen to it. So, like, send it know, to me or something. Everything Metro Boomin is involved with seems to just kind of go crazy. And yeah, like, I, well, I that is one thing I noticed. The weekend. I think that's what I noticed because I clicked on, I was just curious. I just clicked on it. I was like, who is this guy? Cause I, I still don't really, like, is he a producer? Like, what does he do? He's a producer. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't I, like a DJ Khaled situation. Yeah. But I, like, I will say good music. I will say <laughs> I like it when he goes Metro Metro and I'm like, yeah, Metro. yeah, Metro. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that means. Oh yeah. But bro, freaking hold on. What am I, what am I, what am I, what is this? Did he release adult? Why are there, there's a version of the Spider-Verse album that I've never seen before. Anyway, Metro Boomin' prevents, prevents, presents Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse soundtrack is mostly straight fire. Um, Annihilate is dope. Am I Dreaming? Certified banger, bro. It is so good. I love Am I Dreaming. I haven't listened to the soundtrack. Just... It there's there it takes sound bites and out of like the movies so there's maybe some things that you might be like that's kind of weird but he it's does so that good. a lot actually it's in his um his heroes and villains album frequently samples different hero movies and stuff and so it makes it really like ice cold to listen oh, to okay um he does that a lot it I <laughs> look I am not a huge rap guy but I love that show. so so yeah I'll shut up it, no it's okay am I dreaming is it plays during the credits of the movie after you just witnessed the the cliffhanger that is this movie, and you have. I don't even know how to explain it. Every time I hear the song, it gives me that feeling again, 
and not so I'm definitely associating it with the movie, but I think outside of it, if you listen to it without the movie, it's still a banger. So if you're only listening to one of these, listen to Am I Dreaming? It is so good. Um, I just, ugh, it's I love everything about it. Um, Calling is really good, which is the sixth track. Um, I don't know what else to say about that one. It's the one that was like, I think it was in some trailers. There was a, there was a music video that released before the movie came out and it was kind of themed around Gwen and Miles and their kind of maybe romantic relationship. It's such a vibe, bro. I actually would recommend watching the, the music video for that song, not just listening to the song. Cause it, it kind of is like, okay, this is the vibe. This is the vibe. It kind of, kind of sets the mood. Um, the song Self Love, really like it. Like, I like it a lot. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the song in the movie where Gwen is at the beginning and she's real moody. And she's like, eh, I don't want friends. Eh. And she's like throwing drums and stuff. And then Giving Up is good. Um, there's one that I'm... I like Link Up. It's maybe not the most popular one, but it's it's got a... It's got a funk to it. It's really simple, but I like it's it. It's got Don Toliver it's, on it. Yeah, so it's that's a good it's start. it's fun. I like I like I like Link Up. And then uh, I feel like there's one more that I'm maybe. Oh, Silk and Cologne's fun. It's a little. I don't know who Eight and Offset are. Um, you don't know who Offset is, dude. I don't stop. That's <laughs> one of the Migos. <laughs> I don't. Okay, we've talked about the Migos once on this podcast. I don't remember a single thing about them. I don't know anything about them. I'm not going to pretend to know about them. I, you know that, look, my rap world is, no, I, listen, I know, and I'm not, I'm no expert <laughs> of rap by any means at all. That's true. But, but I you, know who Metro Boomin is and I know who Offset You know, is. you know more than I do because I, rap is yeah, like, fam. rap. Well, cause I my friends listen to a, a lot of rap. That's why. My, I honestly, my friends don't like all my best friends don't do that. Um, they, a lot of my friends actually listen to like metal and rock. So I know a little bit more about that stuff. Yeah. I, I, I have no clue of any names you bring up there. So. Um, no, but like, I feel like there, what was I saying? There's one more. Oh, hummingbird with James Blake. I liked that one. Uh, yeah. but I would say go watch the movie if you haven't. And if you haven't seen the first one, watch the first one, listen to that soundtrack and then watch the second one, and then listen to that soundtrack. Because, bro, these movies are straight fire. And honestly, I'm tempted to to postpone Rocky 2 and make you watch one of them. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's just really, I think you would like them. Like, actually, I think you would really dig that. I mean, you know Sunflower, Post Malone, right? You know that song. Yeah. I mean, that's from the first yeah. movie. I know that much. Yeah. I think you would like the first movie. Um, I think it would be interesting since you like don't really have any like you have no stakes in it in the sense that like you're not like a big Spider-Man guy. You're not you're really not a movie guy in the first place either. But that could be interesting. I'll get off that. But this is a really good soundtrack. I I really, really like Am I Dreaming. I can't get over that song. I uh, there's a good chance it might be my most listened to song of the year. Um, I've listened to it Dang. a lot over the past. I've Dang. when I go on runs, it's like the first song I queue up, and then I might even queue it up a second time, like right, <laughs> like immediately. Run it back. It's a vibe, man. I 
I, I I really have to listen to this now. I hate running those songs. I hate running songs under the ground, but sometimes I just have to. <laughs> no, I, I feel that, bro. Sometimes you gotta. Yeah. Um, what well, are you listening to, Evan? Huh? My my cute my cute to... dateable boy. What are you listening to? <laughs> I'm listening to two things. Um, first, uh, the Noah Khan Deluxe got me uh, listening back to some of his other stuff. And uh, Maine, shout out to Maine. I just. Yeah, shout out to Maine, and that's actually the EP. I figured, I'm a mind I'm bringing. Um, one second. Mm, mm, this freaking spot. I'm listening to the Spider Verse album right now, dude. Freaking, it goes crazy. And then, so the Cape Elizabeth EP, Trouble Mind, Close Behind, Glue Myself Shut is the one everyone loves. It's a jam. Anyway, is, oh my gosh. If you have not listened to anyway, that guitar, it's one of the prettiest, it, one of the prettiest Noah Khan songs ever, and it's like five minutes long. So I want to bring that EP. However, what I was originally going to bring is a new album that I found from 2018. It is like an alternative indie rock album by an artist named Snail Mail called Lush, which this was just like recommended to me randomly. I had no, like in like the Apple radio thing. Uh, the song Heat Wave was recommended to me. And. Um, holy frick, I checked out the album. It's 10 songs, 38 minutes. It's kind of like a perfect album. Like, it is just insanely solid, like, alternative rock music. It just turned five years old a couple days ago. Um, Pristine is pristine. Like, Speaking Terms and Heatwave, those are the two big ones, and holy crap they slap let's find an out is this really pretty slowdown moment that kind of catches you off guard it just the whole album kind of hits like it never lulls and i don't think it drags and even though the sound is very similar across the board it doesn't come as a detriment i was just kind of caught off guard i was like holy crap this is kind of like a perfect album that <laughs> i just stumbled across and the album cover is really dope that's not going to show up at all but it's just this it's kind of showing the, up the reds and blues are really cool and stand out a lot. Um, now, so that's what I'm listening to. Uh, but, Jaren, I have another question. <laughs> are you able to guess who the frick I'm talking about? I mean, I guess. You know what I'm saying? If it has anything to do with the Migos or, like, Metro Boomin or... Then you'll know. Any of that stuff, I won't know. Real quick, as far as, like, I just want to clarify on the rap. Like, I went through a like a like a one year rap phase, and it wasn't like massive. It was like I heard, and I still believe this. G Eazy's like first like three albums, I liked them for the most part, bro. There are misses. You're showing the lack of melatonin right now. <laughs> there are good. Do you just not do you not like anything he does like at all? I'm not a big G Eazy guy. Well, he just has some song. Have you heard any of his early stuff? Uh, not a whole lot. Because my a lot of people hopped on the Jeezy train when he got really big when me myself and I came out, and I was there before that happened. I was, um, and he he had I think like an EP and then like two albums and then his third album came out and me myself and I was on that album. That's a decent album, but that fir- those fir- that first two album, those first two albums and the EP. Most of that stuff is pretty solid. He has a song called "Downtown Love." I remember I had I had like studio beats, and I would just like like bass boosted, just like I'd be like, 
it would send me to another planet. Anyway, what's the who who the frick am I guessing, Evan? You're gonna have to guess it frickin' fast. You wanna know why? Do you have to poop or something? My dad just texted me. He's going to Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen closes at ten. So if I want to go, I need to be <laughs> in the next like five, ten minutes. Five minutes. So, ten, ten's not for another forty-five minutes. How far away is Dairy Queen? Like twenty minutes. <laughs> you got so, time. We got we got like five minutes. So tell, I'm just saying. Tell, tell, you your, tell your dad to chill out. Okay, let's go. All right. So who the frick? First clue. This artist is from Sharon, Kansas. Jake Owen from Kansas. <laughs> Jake Owen. I don't know. No. Oh wait. No. No, they're not from. I don't know who's from Kansas. Uh, Blake Shelton. I think you just. I think you just guessed Jake Owen. It's not Blake Shelton either. I'll let you have two guesses on that. Oh okay. I did guess okay. Jake Owen. That was a legitimate guess because I do not know who is from Kansas, man. So this. Oh so yeah. Honestly, I I I. Until I saw this, I was like, I couldn't name anyone from Kansas. Um, this artist after dropping out of college was in a rock band and it was while they were a part of this rock band for a little bit should i i'll even give you the name the rock band was called the penetrators <laughs> and uh <laughs> that was my during nickname in studio high school. during studio time <laughs> this artist found their spouse uh who was at the time an employee at the studio so played in a rock band Hmm. An employee at the studio. Became their spouse. Where's Chris Stapleton from? His wife knew worked at a studio, I'm pretty sure. I, I might not be on the right, but I, I don't know where Chris Stapleton's from. Is he from Tennessee? I feel like he, I feel like he probably is. But there's a chance. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna guess Chris Stapleton. Maybe I don't know, but I don't know what else I would guess. And I need to be quick, or else you're not gonna get your DQ. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll just guess Chris Stapleton. No, I thought I didn't think so. All right. Whew. So this is gonna give you a. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's from Tennessee. This is gonna give you a good timeline, and I will also give you gender because those first two clues kind of didn't give you a whole lot at all. So. This artist once sold merch for Garth Brooks. That was this artist's job because their spouse was Garth Brooks' production manager on tour. And at the time, this artist oh, was hold on tables. Oh, do you know that? Maybe. Well, no, we'll just keep going. Eventually, okay. Eventually got a job on tour so they could travel with their spouse. And Garth Brooks was so impressed by this person's personality and musical talent, he asked her, it is a woman, if she wanted to be the opening act for him on tour, and from there, her career took off. I think I... I think I've heard this before, but, like, I can't place a name. You can't remember who it is? Yeah. and But it's a female. Uh-oh. Is, is yeah. what I'm hearing. Is this person relatively... You're thinking... The thing is, Garth's been around for a decent amount of time. It's like, when was this person their merch person? Ah, I don't even know. I'm 90s. Struggling. Think 90s. 
there can't be too many names. Well, it's not Carrie Underwood. Not that I thought it was her, but it's not her. Mm, no. I almost just said Ariba. That's that can't be it. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think. I don't think it's Reba. Uh, now that now that now I'm kind of Miranda's yeah, too for an answer. Miranda's too young, right? Right, Evan. Miranda's too young. No, I don't know. This is this is maybe a stupid guess, but I'm gonna go with Reba. No. Yeah. It was Martina McBride. Oh, I'm gonna be honest. She Martina McBride the... is like not even in my brain. Like I don't. Oh. I don't know a song. I don't know about crazy her. amounts about her. Like I know like, I've heard of Martina McBride, but like I, <laughs> I, yeah, I was probably never gonna get that one. I will say I, for a brief moment at the beginning, I was like maybe Ashley McBride. So I would have had the last name right, if I you, guessed that. I would have given you half points. Wow, this has been episode forty-eight of Waves on the Shore. We talked about a. Quite a bit of stuff. You got we some said, bonus content. We talked about you got toes, my and toes things and things and all these all these things. Um, but unfortunately, now I have to run because I'm not gonna let the podcast as... end because I don't want Evan to get Dairy Queen. So, well, I actually have the stop recording button, <laughs> <laughs> so you can continue recording your audio by all means. But the video is going to cut out right now. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Waves on the Shore. If you feel so inclined, be sure to leave a comment below. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, you can find both of us on Instagram at the Waves on the Shore and our personal accounts, myself, Evan, at the Overshore, and Jaren at JepWatts. Um, J-E-P-W-O-T-S. I'm telling you, man. Bro's so whack. Anyways, I'll get out of your ear now. You do yourself a favor and have a fantastic rest of your day.